What is up, everyone, and welcome in to episode 28 of the First Read Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Cardenas, and here with me, as always, is my co-host and best friend, Tyler Carden. Tyler, how are you tonight? I am doing fantastic, my friend. How about yourself? Are you looking around? You're looking around. Are there ghosts? You're in the basement. I don't know. No ghosts okay? yet. Not yet. No. Uh, but uh, cool. I'm... Listen, I've I've had better days. Have you ever <clears throat> you ever cleaned mac and cheese out of a kid's hair? Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Well, I, I had to do that today and it was pretty it was pretty rough, but that was still still not the worst part of my day today. That actually leads us into our first topic. Have you did you know there's now Cheetos mac and cheese? There is now Cheetos mac and cheese. There's original flaming hot and jalapeno cheddar. Um, I'm not gonna try flaming hot because the I'm gonna be honest. Like all cards on the table here, like the, the flaming hot Cheetos are flaming hot to me. You know, I see people just eat those by the handfuls, and there's some kind of messiah because I don't really know how they do it. Uh, but they're too hot for me. Uh, but I want to try the jalapeno one. But the the original is actually not too bad. Like I'm actually so. It, you gotta it's just, really like, is this just mac and cheese <laughs> with Cheetos like broken up in there, or is it like No, it's like the powder is like Cheeto powder. Like I'm convinced it's like leftover <laughs> oh, Cheeto go. powder. What do you mean uh, here we go? Like they scraped it no, off like, the floor of the manufacturing plant. Like we, we poured the <laughs> powder onto the because it's like just like craft, right? It's in a box, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It is very orange. Like unnaturally. Interesting. Orange. Okay. You know, hmm. so I was real nervous. I liked it. I want to try the cheddar jalapeno. I think that one would be super good. If it was to get in my child's hair, do you think it would be worse cleaning up than regular mac and cheese? Yes. Got it. We will not be purchasing yes. that then. Did you use Kraft? This was Chick fil A mac and cheese. <laughs> Oh, that was that probably wasn't too bad then. I feel like that it was pretty it's bad. It's not as like was it? I can't imagine how bad the craft would be then. Well, you got to think. So she did it once, right? Like she takes her hand, she sticks it on her head. You tell her no. So then she proceeds to continue to do it over and over and over and over and over again <laughs> because she's a little demon child. I literally almost spit out my drink. Um, <laughs> so you're telling me you had really bad drive-through customer experience at Chick Fil A. And it I was rough, guys. To have bad eating experience at Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. Woo! Live on the podcast. What is up? DQ has arrived. Are you kidding me? I don't want. To, Where's mine? Kind of this. Oh, here you go. Reese's Extreme. Folks, uh, I promise we're not sponsored by Cheetos. We're not sponsored by Dairy Queen. It's just been a great four <laughs> minutes of talk about food. I just uh, let me try oh, this. This is not fair. Ooh, he gets peanut butter ice cream. Ooh, that's good. Well, I'm gonna enjoy that here in a little bit. Yeah, well, that's good. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye. That was a lovely fiance. Everybody, she had. I just oh. What a great five minutes of my life right now. What a I've never okay. Been so Speaking of great five minutes, life. so oh, here all right, go. this this one this show, yeah yeah you know it's coming, buddy. So 
Stephen had really bad customer service experience at Chick-fil-A. He then had to proceed to eat probably the good food and then have a bad experience with the mac and cheese Mm -hmm. out of your child's hair. However, this really was just the cherry on top of a disappointing Sunday, like an ice cream Sunday, not the day Sunday. But, you know, you had to start out the day with, or you had to start out yesterday, really, with the news of, of Carson Wentz undergoing surgery, right? And yep. out five to 12 weeks, rip to the Colts in their QB mm-hmm. situation at the yep. moment. And then that was followed up today, August 3rd, by the news that yet another was taken by the foot injuries. Another, your big offensive lineman, Quentin Nelson. I just, I, I, before you say anything, buddy, I just, I want to have a moment of silence for you and for all the Colts fans out there. So yes. if you will. All right, anywho. So tell me how you really feel about this. <laughs> Listen, it's not great, Bob. It's not great. Uh, the Carson Wentz thing, that sucks. But <laughs> I hadn't let myself get overly attached to him. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Kind of excited to see what Jacob Eason can do. So it's kind of whatever. But listen, Very there exciting. are at minimum 51 other players that are not Quentin Nelson or Carson Wentz on that roster. Is that correct, math? 53 minus It'll be two. 52. 51. 52, okay. That does not help. 52, yeah, minus one. Well, anyway. Anybody else could have had a foot injury except for our best objective player on the roster, and it's not close. Why, Quentin? What did we do to you? <laughs> you I mean, you took away his QB. <laughs> Yeah, There's well, no that's play. not my fault. Okay, anyway, it it sucks, man. It's it's not fun. Uh, I'm not excited about it, but yeah, How I didn't you... think we were gonna win a Super Bowl this year anyway, so it's not like it's the end of the world. Really, I you had a better shot than than my team. Well, who doesn't I mean, really? I don't know about that anymore. Okay, so how do you feel about Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, that's a great question. This is a fantasy podcast, after all. Fantasy football, that's what we talk about here. So let's talk Jonathan Taylor. It does a little, it bumps him down a little bit for me, but I need to know how long Quentin Nelson is going to be out. To be honest, I don't know that I care if it's Carson Wentz or Jacob Eason, uh, but Quentin Nelson does matter quite a bit. For his ceiling, I would say, because he's going to have a floor based on volume, blah, blah, blah. But Quentin Nelson takes that line to a, to a just another level. So if Quentin Nelson misses two weeks or misses six weeks, I'm going to feel rather differently about Jonathan Taylor. But if he's only out, you know, week one, two, and even maybe three, I probably so won't. Let's say adjust Wentz him and Nelson miss the same amount of time. Where you, sure. you drafting Taylor in the first round still? Yes, I'm. I still believe that Jonathan Taylor will return first round value. Now maybe, maybe I I draft him, you know, after Travis Kelsey and after Devonte Adams, sure. But other like, but for now, I still think I will 
just keep drafting him where I've been having him, and that's at, at running back five. So that's that's completely fair. I like it. I I'm a little scared about the Jonathan Taylor situation now, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, even more so, I am a little more worried about the receiver situation. Yes, um, absolutely. I was really getting high on some of these guys. You know, Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, all these young studs. Yep. Um, I will talk about uh, Michael Pittman here in a little bit on our show, and but I'm st- I still like him. I'm still confident, and I and even with Carson once out, I am excited to see Jacob Beeson get get those reps. You know, I yes, you know, it'll I be good for him. Gonna be it, it will be good for him. You know, he was I believe a fourth round draft pick. Yep, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not yeah, like 2019. He's the run of the mill. Some some guy they they just found or needed to use a draft pick on later in the draft. You know, he yeah. he's someone they clearly believe in. So what's that's that second day draft, right? Fourth round. So yep, I'm excited for that. Um, that is until you know Philip Rivers comes back later this season and <laughs> Uncle Phil saves the day. Saves Listen, the day. He can't you be know, that busy. You know. You know, I. It's funny. So the news came out today. You know, where or Philip Rivers said, "I'm not opposed to coming back uh, at the end of the season and helping out a team that might need my services." Literally, 24 hours after you, Stephen, had tweeted out, "Anyone know what Uncle Phil's doing?" <laughs> yeah, high school no football kidding. out of this. Like, like what the heck? talk about timing? When, when does this <laughs> season start? Notice he said specifically the end of the season which is the exact opposite end of the season that we need his help. So that's obnoxious. Right. Which he's, is he had to have been too, the first person that Chris Ballard called, right? Had to have been. Right? Like, I, I, would, think, I, thought I would have done. Been like, hey, look, you want to come play like three games or not? Nah? I think, well, I mean, Philip Rivers saw what Gronk did. So exactly. <laughs> he's like, you know, maybe I can do that. I mean, so, I mean, Chris Ballard and Frank Reich sat in a room the other yesterday. They probably had a drink, a whiskey together last night and said, all right, best five out of seven rock, paper, scissors. Whoever wins gets to call their guy. Frank, you win. You get to call Nick Foles. <laughs> oh, if I no. win, I get to call Philip Rivers. <laughs> I sure hope Chris won that, that match. Listen, man, all I know is I do not want to trade for Nick Foles. If we trade for Nick Foles, I will not watch a Colts game this year, and I will be an only Washington football team fan. Don't hold me to that. Oh, I, I would never hold the, hold you to that. Uh, I will say, rip to the first-round pick to the Eagles. Yep. So, next year. Yeah, that feels... Anymore. Unless he's like... Which is a better value for you. Yeah, it'll work out. It'll be interesting. Our luck, though, he's going to, like, miss exactly five games and then start the sixth game, and we're going to barely not trigger the stupid threshold or whatever. Well, but I, I totally, the, you know, the, the stipulations are getting away from me right now, but I think even if you if he makes the playoffs, I get that pick, right? It's uh, if we make the playoffs and he started 70% of the season okay. or missed the playoffs and started 75%. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Ooh, so, you're talking about like a half of a game maybe somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if they just round up or how they do that, but I'm hoping if he's will, out uh, three games, I hope they just keep him out until 
the pick reverse. You know what I mean? I'd rather, I'd rather. If you guys are like zero and four, yeah, that's it's. From a strategic yep. standpoint, you are better off not starting him, or yeah, bringing him in for the last half or quarter of a game, so it's not yep. ever full game. Like, I, right? It, that's not going to happen, but strategy my friends mm-hmm. yeah we'll see and we'll, we'll get some more news in the next couple of weeks i think we'll have a better idea of how long those two guys will actually be out so interesting to see for sure yeah for sure um so today's episode ladies and gents boys and girls fans of all teams today's episode we are going to go over our sleepers breakouts and our busts. Now, the way we oh, define yeah. these, we, we have a few each. The way we define these is a sleeper is a player that has a later ADP, and we think they actually have the chance to basically be awesome and outperform that ADP. Yep. A breakout, that definition states a player that, you know, they just haven't really had that considerable success, but we think that, you know, this will be their year. Yeah, they can break out. Sure. I mean, exactly how it sounds. And of course, you know what a bust is. Players that we just, we think are going to underperform according to their ADP, right? So we are going to go over that in the show. Before we jump into that, I do just want to give a shout out to Raise Energy. I've talked about them before on the podcast. You know, no sugar. No crash. It's a lot better than some of the other energy drinks out there, some of the popular ones that you know about. And they got some really, really delicious flavors, including Apollo, Galaxy Burst, Guava, Mango. Just cool-sounding names. My favorite's the Voodoo, which is like a, like an orange popsicle, really. So I really like that one. Uh, they have one called Baja Lime, which is a Baja Blast. It is. I was craving a Baja Blast a few weeks ago, and I just opened one up, and I was, I was, I was craved. And I didn't have any sugar or anything, so it's delicious. And... Because they are such a generous company and because they are so awesome at what they do, they are offering you 15% off at checkout if you use our code first read football at checkout. So go over to repsports.com, go to their Raise Energy page. And as a matter of fact, you can buy any of their products. And if you use the code first read football, all one word, you'll get 15% off your order because, like I said, they're just that awesome of a company and they're going to give you the hookup. And then one more company I do want to shout out because I'm here for the awesomeness guys. I'm here for cool people, cool companies, cool products, a cool time. And that is fantasy jocks. They are your one-stop shop for fantasy football trophies, belts, rings, all that fun stuff. It, it is, it is fantasy football time. Steven, we are, we are in that season. It is August football starts. It's if you're true. listening to this, we football, are here. football starts tonight. Football starts tonight. If you're listening to this on the Thursday, on the release day ooh, tonight, ooh, 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 ooh. the Hall of Fame game is happening, and that means that your drafts and your fantasy leagues are happening. And what better way to celebrate a championship than with an awesome trophy to bring home, to display, to show off to all your friends of how much better you are than them? You could tell them I won this. By listening to the first read fantasy football podcast and using the link on their page for fantasyjocks.com. Speaking of links, speaking of bios, go open up my Twitter profile. 
check out my pinned tweet. I think that's what it's called for all you youngins. It's the one that hangs out at the top there. You will see a beautiful man in a Hawaiian shirt in a GIF formation. That man, Ryan Fitzpatrick. We're going to start off with our sleepers for this episode. I'm going to go ahead and give you guys my first one. And I know you're probably annoyed slightly about us talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick, but look, the thing you have to understand is this guy, he's being drafted as the QB 25. 25. That means there are 24 other quarterbacks being drafted before Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I cannot wrap my mind around that fact. Last year, Okay, last season, Ryan Fitzpatrick was a starter for the Miami Dolphins in the first six weeks of the season. Do you know where he was ranked in the going, first coming six out of weeks week of six? Season. I'm going to QB 11. Oh, what do you know? That is exactly correct. He uh, was the QB 11. He was a number one quarterback coming out of week six, and he was on fire. It was like week one was really bad. He had five phenomenal weeks in a row. Okay. He was, he was doing great, fantastic. And then they benched him to put in Tua. We know all the drama that kind of came along with that, blah, 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 blah. And yes, maybe that is an argument against him for this season. But there is no first-round quarterback waiting behind Ryan Fitzpatrick this year. There is Taylor Heineke, who they picked up off the streets last year. And Kyle Allen, I think is his name, is that... That one guy that started in Carolina two years ago for a couple games. So it's like, listen, I don't know what to tell you. Ryan Fitzpatrick will be the starter in Washington all season. He's got Terry McLaurin. He's got Diami Brown. He's got Antonio Gibson, JD McKissick, Logan Thomas, uh, their second wide receiver, who is Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. That's what I was going to say, but I keep thinking that's wrong. It makes him and Corey Davis up all the time. It's a problem. Anyway, his weapons there, so much better than what he had in Miami last year. So I, I can't see a world where he does not improve or at least isn't able to do what he was doing last season. You know that thing? If y'all watch wrestling, John Cena does this thing where he'll throw his hand up. You know, you can't see me. And he'll shake yep. his hand in front of his face. That's really just him showing you how many weapons Fitzmagic has this season. Five <laughs> solid weapons, people. Five. There, <laughs> there's teams that don't have that. Like, and they're still going to do well. Absolutely, are teams that don't have that. You know, Fitzmagic is being. You know, he's being slept on here. That is why he is your sleeper, right? And yep. It's it's it, and it's a good thing for you as a fantasy player. I it is great value, and you're going to be able to pick him up what with basically a free pick almost it, when he yes. falls down here. It's true, yeah. It's going to be wonderful, and I just you know I know we're really high in Washington. I, I know that I recognize that, you know, but guys, I I believe this is like what his 14th year or something in the league. I think maybe yeah, you know. He can do this. Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick can do this. I And you said it in our Hot Takes episode. He's going to be in his first playoff game. I see Washington being the dominant team in the NFC East. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm expecting very big things from this team led by Fitz, Fitzmagic, Fitzpatrick, whatever you want to call him. And I am <laughs> so excited. And I really cannot believe there are 24 quarterbacks being taken ahead of him. I can't either. I think it's it's uh, it's travesty. It really is. Yeah, Some of the I names, agree. by the way, Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> Derek Carr, <laughs> Tua. <laughs> Sorry. Is that out loud? Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> like, Oops. listen, I'm not saying that he's going to be QB1 this year. I think he could be. I think he has the potential to be. Oh, you're but not, not I do him. think I'm not not saying it. That is exactly right. Let's move on. All right. So I'm going to go ahead. He And one sleeper I am really excited about this year is Antonio Brown. Right? I, I Antonio been... Brown. Isn't that that old guy that used to play for the Steelers, maybe? Yes. You might remember him as the former Pittsburgh Steeler wide receiver. You know, and obviously, you know, he can't be a breakout because, you know, he's had his breakouts years. Like Antonio Brown, everyone <laughs> remembers Antonio. Yes. He's had a rough few years. There's been some stuff going on. If you've paid attention to the NFL, you know, get it. I, I get it. But people are sleeping on him. You know, he came in the last basically half of the year, and, and I think he performed really well. I think he's got this relationship with Tom Brady that a lot of people overlook. And I think, yeah, he's past the prime of his career. He's definitely peaked. But he's still got talent. He's still an amazing wide receiver. And where he's going right now, I think the value is fantastic. You know, according to um, Fantasy Pros right now, his current ADP is 106, roughly around round eight, and he's wide receiver 41 off the board. I, like... Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I think what what I say round eleven or no round eight. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I I love that for you know, and I know there's you know Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. There's some you know there's competition there. Gronk is still mm-hmm. there. There's some really good receiving weapons there. But Antonio Brown is still talented. He's still got Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. I know they can make magic happen together. You know, I want to take Antonio Brown over guys like Brandon Cooks. Tyler Boyd, yep. uh, even DJ Chark, really. Like, I want to take him over those those people, and they're going ahead yep. of him right now. So the value is just, to me, unbelievable. I'm picking him up in almost every mock draft I've been doing, and mm-hmm. it's yeah. been it's been amazing. I, I, I think I giggle when I do it because in my mind, I truly believe he's going to have this huge season, and people are just going to be amazed and remember Antonio Brown of old. Yep. I think I think we saw the proof last year that he is not he's not like old and decrepit and and done per se. You know what I mean? I think no. he still has right. some some left in the tank and I think we're going to see that this season he could easily be I don't now I'm not projecting this. I don't think this will happen, but he could be the number 1 target in an offense they could be the number one scoring offense in the NFL. Like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have that potential and he has the talent and ability to potentially be that player for that team. If he is that, he is just like a top 12 guy automatic, right? 
And that's the thing. You know, I know you have Chris Godwin. I know you have Mike Evans. But what? it's not like we're talking about, and this is no offense to them, but it's not like we're talking about Cameron Bray. Like, oh, he could be the number one target. Like, right. it's yep. just not going to happen. This is Antonio Brown, who we know has been an elite wide receiver. Yeah. It can happen. It, there's nothing to say that it can't happen. Look Absolutely. at the injuries that happened last year. You know, it wasn't until like week nine or 10 that all three of that, like everybody was healthy. So it's very possible that he he emerges as the guy, you know, chances slim, but it's there. The opportunity is there to present itself if anything should happen. And for the value, like I said, it's a steal. You are absolutely correct, my friend. Usually I'm. Usually, sometimes, <laughs> every once in a while. You're right, always. Dude, I just want to interject. I just remember that I suggested hamburgers tonight for dinner, and I am freaking stoked. Like, it just came back to me, and I'm like, yes. I'm so happy. I am, I'm happy for you. I think. And there's, and there's like, this cool Disney show on Disney Plus that just started happening where they, like, go into the history of, the like, the famous rides – Dude, I am just I'm here for this evening. Wow, you are in you're in quite the mood. You do not sound like a guy whose NFL team just lost two significant players to the same obscure injury. No. Hmm. Nope. I'm not that guy. No. You're right. That's awkward. There, I gave you an extra moment of silence. You're welcome. <sighs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I need it. Every once in a while, I You're just kind of need to stop and, and breathe and, and remember that life is worth living. You know what? Let's 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 take the focus off of the bad situation of the Colts. And you tell me about your other sleeper. And let's let's bring in some happy news. Who do you think or or is that your only sleeper? I That's could be my completely only sleeper. wrong. That's your only sleeper. I think I have two, so let me go into my other one. I, I apologize. Um, they say you should always be prepared. And I say not for episode 28, apparently. So <laughs> let me move on to, <laughs> let, let me move on. That's, to the, one, my, that's my... the one that everyone says you can, you can take a, a break on the preparation from, Hey, one through 27, you really got to put it in, got to put in the work. Okay. 28, you take a breath. <gasps> And then after that, starting yet at 29, you really got to press in. You really got to press in. You got to dig those heels in, put the work in, uh, and you just keep going, keep going. Uh, 67, that's the other one where you can uh, you can take a pause. Let me write that down so we get there. <laughs> uh, who's your that's other good. Sleeper? I'm glad I got the saying right. <laughs> All right. Well, this is awkward. Let me go into my other sleeper. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Another, uh, I have another receiver actually here, and this this gentleman comes in a wide receiver fifty nine right now in, in the draft with a current ADP of one seventy two. So you're looking around round fourteen or so, but it's Rashad Bateman, rookie Rashad Bateman of the Baltimore Ravens. Now, I know when we talk receivers in Baltimore, it's never really that fun of a conversation. It's a little scary. We don't like it, and I think most people are kind of on that train but picking 
Bateman up here, it just feels like a really, really great value to me. You know, Lamar will be running. He will be Lamar, we assume. You know, Dobbins and Edwards, I still love them, and I do expect them to perform really well. And there are other receivers ahead of Bateman. You know, you have uh, Hollywood Brown, and you have Sammy Watkins, who is now there. So they're all going to be competing for targets. But I just think he's – I almost think it's kind of crazy that he's not going to perform. He's outperformed his ADP right now. And I know it's always risky with a rookie, but, you know – I just, I really, I really like where, where he's going here. So I, you know, I, I definitely, Rashad Bateman, you have guys around him. Who do we have? Russell Gage, Elijah Moore, John Brown, Jamison Crowder, AJ Green, AJ, AJ, AJ Green. You know, I like him, but I'm going to take him before any of those guys. I'm going to take him probably, you know, before Michael Gallup, probably before Henry Ruggs. This is just me. Yeah, I would too. And from I from what I'm hearing through the grapevine is there's good things about him coming out from camp. So mm-hmm. even more reason to be excited, you know. You know, you want to take your shot in a rookie, you can't decide who. I think Bateman might be your guy. And I know you really like Rondell Moore. I do. So um, you, you But do he's like an him. even like later dart throw. And he is. And you know, I like Rondell and- Moore as well. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, that's all I was going to say is he's like a, a super late dart throw. Um, Rondell Moore is, whereas Bateman, I think somebody I, I feel more confident in him, really. Yeah, I think if you're looking like a dynasty perspective or a dynasty league, I think Rondell Moore is still an, a decent or a good option yep. if you're going to play that long game. But I think if you're just talking redraft this season, I yeah. do like Bateman as that rookie shot that if you're just going to take one. Yeah, absolutely. Ab, so we look, I believe in the talent. I believe in the opportunity even. And yes, we know it's not going to be a ton of targets, not a ton of work, but he's being drafted as the 59th wide receiver off the board. He barely has to do anything to return that value. You know what I mean? This is a a wide receiver who is presumably going to be the number one guy on his team. There's only 32 of those in the league. And there's a couple teams that that person either doesn't exist or they're not a wide receiver, you know, like, so moral of the story. Oh yeah. He just doesn't have to do that much. The pie doesn't have to be that big. It's, he doesn't need a crazy workload in order to return value as ADP. And I think he could really, really outperform it. If, if Lamar Jackson throws touchdowns like he was throwing touchdowns two years ago maybe not as good but close or closer than he was i can see rashad bateman being a huge beneficiary of those touchdowns i think that's the kind of player that he can be uh you know what if he scores seven eight touchdowns this season you know and has 700 yards or something i don't like yeah it seems super reasonable that he can be a useful asset on your fantasy roster yeah, and a lot of things I'm hearing is that he's, you know, he's NFL ready. Yep. Which for receivers a really good thing. So I, I expect good things here out of the out of the gate. You know, Jefferson was that receiver last year that kind of just blew us all out of the water, right? Yep. Maybe that's Bateman. Yeah, absolutely. This year. Was. Who, who knows? Right. Who knows? So you know, we will see. Time will tell. We're gonna know we're gonna know here in the next few months, dude. It's it's getting close. Yeah. We are. We're so close. 
Uh, I'm I'm pretty pumped, man. I'm not gonna lie. And you're right. Like we saw Justin Jefferson be amazing, and and we saw a bunch of other you know wide receivers from that class too who seem to be stepping into roles and and going to be really useful. And I think Rashad Bateman could be one of many of the wide receivers from this most recent draft class who kind of step up and are awesome, right? Like we've got Rashad Bateman. We have Jamar Chase. I believe Jamar Chase is going to be great. I believe Jalen Waddle will be a good player. I don't know about a good fantasy player, but we'll see. You know, I believe in Elijah Moore from New York. I believe in Diami Brown in Washington. Like there's a lot of guys that I think Mm -hmm. will be useful from this last draft class. It just might take them a little bit to all start to show up. Yeah, I honestly can't wait to talk about these receivers at the end of next season. Um, Me or too. even two seasons from now. Cause I think I think I think it's just a really solid and really good mm-hmm. receiver yeah. class. Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels a little bit like these, you know, last year's rookie wide receivers. So the guys going into their second year. Um, and that kind of takes me to one of the players that I want to talk about in my breakout section, actually. Um, I want to talk about CD Lamb. He is one of those second year wide receivers who I believe is going to step up where in this year. So last year he was great. He was really good last season. Um, But I listen, we've been talking up Amari Cooper for a few weeks. I would like to formally announce my apology for that. um, And I would formally and officially like to backtrack. Yep. Uh, Formally. Okay. Okay. Where I'm at. I am formally submitting my letter and I have purchased a ticket for the CD Lamb hype train. I believe that he is stepping in as the number one target in Dallas. Yep, I think he's going to wow. overtake Amari Cooper. It's a mix of the Amari Cooper injury. It's a mix of the training camp hype that just keeps pouring out of Dallas about uh, CD Lamb. It's the clips that I'm seeing that they're showing on Twitter. All of the things make me say, listen. If Amari Cooper is either missing or like not as involved for a few weeks at the start of this season, I think CeeDee Lamb overtakes him and we just see the birth of the next, like the next great fantasy wide receiver for years to come. Listen, have you bought in yet? Are you still, are you still holding on to your delusions about Amari Cooper being, being the best option there in Dallas? Considering I just drafted him as my uh, wide receiver one somewhere, <laughs> uh, I'm, I am. Uh, um, I have no. I drafted plenty of Amari Cooper, so it's fine. I still love Amari Cooper. I I do like Ceedee Lamb. I'm not as hyped as I was last year. I'm not sure why, because he was really good last year. I don't know if I got burned by him at some point, maybe, and I'm just not remembering it. Because that's very possible. Um, I'm not discounting them. I think he's very good. I'm a little iffy on where he's going right now in terms of his draft position. Because I'm looking him up. It's high. He's He's getting drafted real high. Wide receiver. He's getting drafted above Amari Cooper. Yeah. I don't see. I don't want to take. I think you just have to. It feels like Jonathan Taylor to me where you're like, okay, you just have to decide that you believe he is elite now. And I think. I think I'm there with CD Lamb. I think I just believe that he is an elite fantasy asset and he will be a wide receiver one next year. All right. I uh 
I hope you're right. I, know, <laughs> I hope I hope this is the right train that you're on, and you're not you're not being taken somewhere somewhere else. So I, I I, I'm so all for too. it. I'm all for it. Why don't Why don't you go ahead? You're all all in on City Lamb as a breakout. I know you have another breakout you want to talk about, and I am I'm waiting to hear this one. So why don't you why don't you give us your next breakout? Who you think that could be? Yeah, so uh, we kind of have this trend going where we're going to end up talking about a lot of sophomore wide receivers, but I think they are incredibly important for fantasy this year. The sophomore wide receivers, the sophomore running backs, there's a lot to be gained and lost, I think, in those in those ADPs. Uh, so let's talk my next breakout. That is LaVisca Chenault. Um, I do not think he is going to do what I think CeeDee Lamb is going to do. I don't know that he's going to be this like crazy, insane fantasy player, right? I don't think he's going to be, you know, the next best thing. But his ADP mm-hmm. right now is he's being drafted as the wide receiver 44. That's pretty low. And that is reflective of kind of what he did last year. He wasn't super involved. He wasn't crazy productive. Um, but he was fairly efficient with what the opportunity that he had. Um, and I just kind of think that he's going to step in and he's going to be the number one target in Jacksonville. And yes, it's Jacksonville. So there's a, it's a little bit different than being the number one target for the Dallas Cowboys, right? There's l- less value, less opportunity to go around there. Um, but I believe Trevor Lawrence will be a good quarterback and Trevor Lawrence will have a good rookie year. And I think LaVisca Chenault will be kind of the the driving offensive weapon there uh, for Trevor Lawrence's success. All right. I, I, I'm all there about it. I, um, I'm i going to be watching um, Trevor Lawrence's variant and Gardner Minshew play this season before he gets pruned oh by the TVA. And... You know, I'm going to be a happy camper. I <laughs> and I think you and I had talked about this a little bit earlier in the day, but I'm very excited to watch the Jacksonville offense, but I'm just not Absolutely. I'm not just I'm not in on anyone here in in Jacksonville. I I want to stay away. I think there's a lot of talent there, but just this year I I'm not excited. I don't want any yeah. part of it. You know, I have a ticket to the train and I I'm asking to get off. I just mm-hmm. don't want to be there, right? So you know, I do agree. I do think LaVisca Chenault could definitely break out and be that guy because they have to have that guy, right? Someone has to be that guy. Somebody has to be, yeah. They might not be very good at it, but someone has to be that guy. <laughs> right, and, right. So I'm looking at you, Houston, and Jacksonville. <laughs> um, but yep. we'll see. Uh, you know, I have high hopes, or high hopes that this team will do well in the future. But until then, you have your breakout. In LaVisca Chenault. Yeah, I think that's, I think it's a totally fair assessment. I don't think LaVisca Chenault is going to be winning anybody in leagues or anything. So if you want to just kind of say, listen, I believe that there will be some value in Jacksonville later on, but I'm not trying to call my shot now. I think that's totally fine. You can kind of wait to see how it turns out between DJ Chark and LaVisca Chenault and Travis Etienne and how those targets kind of shape themselves out. Yeah. So, and another, so when it comes to the breakout, one of the breakout players I'm really excited for, it's actually right around LaVisca Chanel. So you have LaVisca Chanel. He's sitting there around wide receiver 44. I want to talk about wide receiver 46. 
Um, with an average eighty or with an ADP right now sitting around one twenty, it's actually Michael Pittman Jr. of the Indianapolis Colts. Hanging out in the AFC South. We are hanging out in the South, and Carson Wentz and and your O line, your O line man there, he's not. You know, they're not hanging out. They're out here. <laughs> so when yeah, it comes okay. to the projection of Michael Pittman, it's not looking too hot. Not 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 looking too hot at all. And I will I'll I'll be honest with you guys. I'll be very open. It's kind of got me scared a little bit as well. I've been really high on Michael yep. Pittman, but this this does scare me a little bit with the Wentz and the Quentin Nelson news. It does. But you know, Michael Pittman finished the year third best among all wide receivers in yards after the catch per reception. Third. That's crazy. It, it really is. He was out a lot of the year with injury, so it really prevented him from, I think, breaking out last year. And I do think he's got a better quarterback, assuming Wentz comes back for a majority of the year. That's the big question mark here. But I think, you know, if Wentz can play eight or more games, at least half the season, I am very confident Michael Pittman can still be that breakout star. You know, I I see a lot of potential in Michael Pittman. And, and this is just me assuming, you know, half the season goes really well. And they have a good offensive line and a good quarterback. Give them the whole season. This would be a steal. Uh, but right now, around round 10 is where you can really pick up Michael Pittman. I'm grabbing him where I can. Because I just, I see the talent and I see the possibilities that can that this Indianapolis Colts team can produce moving forward and has me very excited. So grab Michael Pittman while you can. If you're in a dynasty, definitely grab Michael Pittman where you can. You heard mm-hmm. it here first. So we'll, we'll we'll see how it plays out. You know, if if not, it's it's a tenth round pick. You know, this is kind of the spot anyway where you're you're kind of taking your shot on people. So why not why not take a shot on wide receiver that finished third best among all wide receivers in yards after a catch? <laughs> yes, that is a great point. Why not take a shot there? Um I, I like Michael Pittman Jr. as a as a player. I think he's talented. I think he's a good good player. I'm a little less confident in him. Um I'm not so sure about the breakout this year. I'd be more willing to call it like for a year from now. Um, but I have no problem really with you kind of singling him out. So here man, you are completely opposite on Chanel and Pittman. I think so. Yeah. It's, it's kind of what it sounds that like. That is fair. Both juniors, both in the AFC South. What are the chances? Both around almost equal ADP. What are the chances? <laughs> we should probably have some sort of bet going on between these two guys, but dude, I'm all about it. Okay. How about this? If Pittman is the better receiver, your starting QB will miss the first game. All right. So moving on to <laughs> something, anything else. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'll stop with the jokes for tonight. All right. Keyword tonight. Let's go ahead. Let's look around. What else do we got going? Let's move on. Let's talk some busts real quick. Technically, you have one more breakout, but we're going to leave that player till the end and we're going to have a special little discussion there uh we Ooh, might have some I'm conflicting excited. thoughts we might have a little bit of a fight going on 
Let's talk about some busts, though, real quick. Let's talk about Saquon Barkley. You're right. I said it. Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, starting running Wait. back for the New York Giants. The football giants, that Saquon. The, those football giants, that Saquon Barkley, the guy with the thighs. The guy with the thighs, Saquon Barkley. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're talking the about one. the guy that has a seventh overall ADP? That's the one. He is flying off the boards, and I see him go early, earlier than that quite often because well, those who I... love Saquon take him as like the fourth running back off the board. Almost all the time. You know what I mean? I see it all the time. I, I, Steven, I am clutching my pearls because I just cannot believe that you think Saquon Barkley is going to be a bust just like I do. <laughs> I know uh, we're in agreement on this one. Listen, him. it's it's honestly, it's pretty simple here, guys. I don't believe in the New York Giants as an organization, as a team. For example, there was just some news that broke today, and I don't know if you saw this, but uh, apparently a fight broke out at, at practice <laughs> today for the New York Giants, and uh, it ended with like a pile of players, right? And at the bottom of On the top. pile was Daniel Jones. <laughs> well, you, you see, um, actually, I, I, I know some people in the New York Giants uh, organization, and they told me that it looked like he was actually about to drop the ball, so they were trying to protect it. <laughs> <laughs> ba boom. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Do we have wait. that? Boom. Roasted. Ah, can't believe I was so <laughs> late on it. <laughs> Got him. You're so slow. Anyway, oh, man. Uh, so I'm not listen. prepared. It's episode 28. <laughs> I'm not saying because a fight broke out on practice, don't draft Saquon Barkley. But also, Let's use that as a piece of evidence as we build our argument, okay? Their offensive line, it's kind of garbage. Their offense in general, it's kind of garbage. Their quarterback, he's kind of garbage. Like, what about this situation Mm -hmm. makes me say, I believe Saquon Barkley isn't an opportunity to succeed other than he's going to have a lot of volume, sure, but is that enough for me to say he's going to step in and, and be like this elite running back when he is also injured? If you could tell me Saquon was 100% healthy, sure, he can be my running back seven. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm okay with him there if I know he's 100% right. ready to go, even though the situation's bad because he is that good of a player. He can overcome some of those offensive line problems. But if he is not healthy and he's not ready to go, they hold him back and don't give him as much of a workload or he's not in there as many times running the ball. Like there's just a lot of things that can really go wrong. He's probably not going to get a ton of touchdowns because I just don't see that team scoring a ton. It's really hard for me to want to spend a first round pick on a player that I see so many issues with. And the more I talk about it, the more I'm thinking, so, am I making, am I pretending like these same arguments don't apply to Jonathan Taylor? Okay. I don't want to talk about Jonathan Taylor because here's the thing. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Because I think Jonathan Taylor, one, he's not coming off the same kind of injury. Like That's a good point. Injury. That's a big deal. First off, um, I still believe that their backup quarterback might still be better than the Giants' starting quarterback. Um, 
It is very and possible. I just, the Colts are such a better team, like just overall. Yeah, better organization Here's the thing, and all that stuff. So in order for Saquon not to be a bust, yep, not to be a bust, he has to do better than Austin Eckler, mm-hmm. Aaron Jones, yep. Nick Chubb, yep. Antonio Gibson, yep. Najee Harris, who's going to have volume. Uh-huh. Joe Mixon, who I do honestly believe can be elite. Chris Carson, who is now on a run-first offense and is already a great running back. Number four running back overall, David Montgomery. Like, those are just not all the names. <laughs> he has to outperform right, right. all of them, at least. Yeah, right? He has to be in the top seven. He can be no lower than seventh, not, not to be a bust mm-hmm. in my opinion, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just... I want all of the honest. I be honestly. I want all of those guys before Saquon. I'm not discounting his talent, his eliteness over the last few years. I'm not. Don't sure, give me. Don't. That's sure. not what I'm saying. I just. He's coming off a really brutal injury, on a really bad team, and there are a lot of running backs, on the board. And I just. I can see, a scenario very clearly. Where they all outperform him. Yeah. You know. I do too. And, I just I don't I I don't feel confident in it. I guess that's that's yeah. really what it comes down to. Like yeah. I I am not gonna be if I have to put money on her. I have to give you the answer. It's not gonna be Saquon. You know I'm yeah. not gonna tell you to pick someone up that I don't believe in, or that I myself wouldn't. And Saquon's not that guy. Absolutely. Not especially for the value. I completely agree with that. So. Yeah, I just think like this the opportunity. I just don't see the upside. Like. I don't believe that Saquon can finish as a top three running back this year. I just don't, I don't believe that because of Daniel Jones, I, because I of that offense. And so I'm just not really willing to take my shot. I, I would 100 out of a hundred times rather draft Aaron Jones or Austin Eckler than draft Saquon Barkley there at the, at the seventh spot. Like Aaron Jones, who we have seen be elite two years in a row. His quarterback is coming back. That offense has not changed. It's the same guys, the same offensive line, the same weapons. That that whatever defense Aaron Jones is going up against also has to guard Devontae Adams, right? Like there's not a like yeah. yes, Giants have Kenny Galladay, but even he's injured and he is not the player that Devontae Adams is. So well, moral of the story. There's a lot of of things going against Saquon, and I'm not willing to ignore all of them. So let's okay. Let's let's I'm done. uh, Let let's move on to my bus because I am done talking about this Giants offense. So let's let's move on to my 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 bust. I want to go with a receiver who I think is going to totally bust. And uh, I forgot something. Let's go back to the Giants. I think Kenny Galladay. Is gonna oh, bust this year. I hope you're not New York Giants fans. Oh, I hope you're not a New York Giants fan. Oh, gosh. So I just so Kenny Galladay's ADP right now is 59 overall. So roughly around round five, you're looking at wide receiver 23. Um, mm-hmm. Now, to give you an idea of kind of where that's at, if you're drafting, you know, he is going. I lost my place. I apologize so much. He He's going around. <laughs> I lost it. He, uh, Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore. Yep. Tyler Lockett's a few spots away. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins are all below him. 
Yeah. You're gonna. Yep, t- yep, are you gonna yep. take Kenny Galladay over Jamar Chase? Or Brandon Not in Ayuk? a thousand years. What about before Cortland Sutton? Nope. Okay, me neither. Like I just feel way more confident in those receivers. And as you had just pointed out, I'm not going to go into the whole thing because we just trashed on the Giants, and I'm not taking <laughs> you sure anything did. back. Yeah, I just Kenny Galladay. You know, he's a he's a good receiver. I get it. He's a number yeah. one guy in New York. They paid him a lot of money. He's going to see targets. But one, yeah, Saquon. So we're going to assume he's the he's the guy. As if we just pointed that out. Well, now you have Daniel Jones. Uh, okay, just talked about him. Listen, he's got talent. I think he is going to be fantastic for New York, like when it comes to real football, you know, like actual like games. Yep. But not for fantasy. You know, if Saquon is healthy, he is going to be leaned on, like you mentioned. Right, right. And, but I just don't predict, predict the Giants being that good. And, you know, if we're going to look historically, that could be beneficial to Galladay because you got to pass the ball because you're down. I get it. But I don't remember that being a conversation last year. Mm, like yeah he like right when it came to their that defense their defense is is solid too which kind of makes it even weirder so we might end up in a lot of low scoring close by the score but not feeling close games you know what i mean where yeah their defense kind of holds offenses down which also holds down what the giants need to actually do it's going to be weird Mm -hmm. i think and i think yeah yeah, it, I don't, I don't like it. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's go into another one, another player that I think is gonna bust. And you're looking at a round three running back here, running back 17 overall right now with an ADP of 33. Miles Sanders. All right, Miles Sanders. I don't feel confident in Miles Sanders. I think he is a candidate to be a bust. And, you know, he finished 16 and 22 overall in the last two years, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And I do believe Jalen Hurts is going to, you know, if he is what everyone hopes he is, he's going to have a lot of rushing attempts. He's going to be a weapon there. And I do think that could hurt Sanders. I think it could be beneficial, you know, in the uh, just dropping it off over to Sanders. But I think if Sanders, I'm, I'm sorry, if Hurts steps into that role, it's just going to be just more is a hindrance to, to miles overall. Um, and I just don't have confidence taking a shot on him in my third round. Right. Cause if you're looking at him right now, he's going over guys the way this is again, this is all fantasy pros, half PPR sure. ranked right now. He's going over Deandre Swift, Chris Carson, David Montgomery. Like, I don't like that. No, no way. I don't like that at all. So, for where he's being drafted and the value I think you're going to get in return, I'm not a fan. I don't want to take that shot. I'm not confident. I don't know what's going on with this Philadelphia offense. They weren't that good of a team last year. So I just, I don't know. Again, it's the confidence thing. I don't have it when it comes to this team. I don't have it when it comes to Miles Sanders. And I'm just, I'm going to do all I can to avoid him. Yeah, I, I think that's, totally reasonable and and i'm really not off by that much with you i think i i don't like him at his current adp that's for sure Um, Mm -hmm. i'm not as as far off on him as you are i think i have him ranked as my running back 20 
22, 23, probably right in there. Um, so and he would I still be adjusted. a bust then? Because he's ranked at 17 Yes, he would right still be a bust. But you have him at like a 12 spot. I think you have him ranked at running back 29. Like that's way big of a difference where I still have him as a low end running back two at least instead of a mid tier running back two. But but I, I'm, I'm there with you. I don't really believe he has a ton of upside. I don't have confidence in him. I haven't drafted him once yet because of the fact that I just don't believe in him at, a, at his ADP and he mm-hmm. hasn't fallen enough for me to be interested yet. There's just guys I would rather take a shot on. And at that range too, like there's a ton of wide receivers that I'm really trying to get. Like I'm trying to get Terry McLaurin around the same range. Like uh, it yeah. just, just really hasn't come together for me. So I'm, I'm pretty off Miles Sanders. We, we have been kind of all off season. Uh, the moves that they made yeah. didn't show a lot of confidence in him. Just not yeah, not very interested. Well, all that. Kind yeah. Of stuff. So, yeah. Um, OK, so I'm excited for this. We have one more player we're going to talk about. And we this is I think is the only player we both have on our list, but in two different categories. <laughs> yes. Um, we sure and this do. player has actually been one of a lot of talk all off season in a lot of different yeah. facets. So let's go ahead and talk Javante Williams of the Denver Broncos. Let's All right. do it. His ADP. All right. So you're looking being drafted. At... Go ahead. T- take it over. T- go ahead and start your, your wrong argument. Yeah. So listen, I just wanted to set some, you know, set some ground rules and lay some basic information there. He's being drafted as the running back 26 right now, 65 overall. That's kind of in the sixth round there, uh, in the middle of the sixth round or so. So 26, running back 26. Do I believe that he is, you know, almost a running back two, right? That's that's kind of in that range. And so other players that are going around him, Daryl Henderson, one spot ahead of him, Mike Davis, two spots ahead of him, Chase Edmonds, one spot behind him, important one, Melvin Gordon, four spots below him. David Johnson is well after him, Michael Carter well after him. So here is where my argument begins. There were reports out of training camp this past week that Melvin Gordon was the very clear number one running back during practices. So before I heard these reports, I was on the Javante Williams train. Once I realized kind of how he was being used in practice, I kind of dialed back my excitement because while I think Javante Williams might overtake Melvin Gordon, I don't think it's going to start out right that way. And it might take six, seven weeks. I wouldn't be surprised. So that's kind of where I'm at. And even once Javante gets kind of that number one role, I think Melvin Gordon will still be significant in that offense and kind of hold him back from being like crazy useful and crazy productive. So he is a bust for you. Yes, at his current ADP, I believe he will finish below that because of Melvin Gordon. So you think Javante Williams is going to finish below running back 26 on the year? I do think that, yes. Okay, so I have Javante Williams as my one of my breakouts for this season. Yes. Um, here's the way I see it. Yes, this I, I did put him on this list before those reports came out this morning of the way he was being used. I will admit that. That is true. 
However, I'm still very excited about Javante Williams. <laughs> I'm glad you Williams. don't dispute that. I, I don't. I don't dispute that. Javante Williams is the guy. He's going to be the guy. We all know that. I mean, there's no arguing that. Every, right. You know, his At some point his in the future, he will be in the, future, the starting yes. running back for the Denver Broncos. Yes. <laughs> right. You know, his draft stock's definitely gone up in the last few months. Like, his ADP has risen. Like, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and maybe I'm a year early. Like maybe and I And I think I think too the the biggest factor of this is like his ADP right now is running back 26. I think that continues to climb. I wouldn't be surprised if it's running back 22 by the time the season starts. I that's true. I I'm going to go you know cuz if we're talking about like running back 20, 21, 19, like I might change my tune. But right now where he's sitting at running back 26, I I I like where he's at. You could even call it a sleeper as far as I'm concerned because I think he's going to finish well above 26. Oh, I don't God. know if we're talking top 20, but I think he's I think he's top 24 quarterback. I mean, t- quarterback, top 24 running back easily. I see them leaning on heavily on Williams when it comes to his run style. I think they're going to let Gordon get beat up, and then once that happens on one-two downs, you're going to see Javante Williams just come in and run everybody over on the goal line on third down. I, that's the way I see it going. You know, I don't see a scenario where Melvin Gordon is the guy all year. I, they're going to work Williamson before that. He might be the week one guy. It doesn't sound like he is as of today. That could change. But I believe for the price you can get him at, round. I mean, round five is kind of high, but I believe for the value he is going to produce, that is a great spot, and I'm all in on Javante Williams. All right. Well, you still didn't convince me yet. Like, I think he he's a very talented player. I think it's a good team to be a running back for. It's just a matter of like, where do you expect kind of that breaking point to be with the shared roles between him and Melvin Gordon? And I think we just kind of see it differently. You know, we expect it to play out a little bit differently. And I think that's mm-hmm. fine. That's just the way it's going to be. So when I'm right at the end of the season, I'll make sure to rewind this clip and we'll just. We'll Do you want to play some bet on Javante Williams? Not in particular. <laughs> because uh, then I'm huh? what I'm doing, what I'm doing is saying I believe in Melvin Gordon and I'm not willing to uh put any real stakes on Melvin Gordon's health and ability to play football and not get arrested. Yeah, that is fine, I guess. That's fine. So <laughs> you just admitted I'm right once again and uh, we can, uh I we can all sleep say tight. That. We can all sleep tight. So, hey, I just want to let you know, as far as your Melvin Gordon thing. It's a trap. Yeah, it's a trap. You think all those, uh, a... those news reports were just traps trying to get me to. It could have been. It could have been. Not draft Javante Williams. I could go all conspiracy theorists on you and tell you all training camps are a sham and that uh, they're all just uh, fodder to throw teams off. When Tyler says it like that, that means he really believes that all training camps are. I, I, I are do scams. not believe that. I promise. <laughs> I, I love conspiracy theories. That is not one of them. That is not one of them. Oh, man. Uh, but, anywho, I think that's been our sleepers, breakouts, and busts. I think that's everybody. I think I am ready to go eat a hamburger and my DQ ice cream and 
Not my mac and cheese because I don't think we have any of that left. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I am. Uh, I'm hungry, man. I just I gotta go eat. Yeah, you're making me hungry too. I think I'm gonna go eat something as well, even though I already had dinner. But making me I hungry mean, it wasn't again. your pleasure, dude. Side note about the whole like Chick Fil A thing is the first time they ever said like my pleasure. Like I didn't know that was like a company slogan, and like I genuinely felt like good inside. Like I felt <laughs> welcome. So it worked. But the dinner bell is ringing, folks. It is time to go eat some hamburgers, some DQ, some PB Extreme, Reese's Extreme. And until next time, may the force be with you. May the force be with you guys. See you guys later.